this towering figure, whom I'd been visiting from time to time for about five years, was an old and very close friend. Dempsey had this effect on many men, and also on many women. How would you handle Johansson? he said at length. I had seen Johansson win the championship by knocking Patterson senseless with a monstrous right-hand punch that landed between the eyes. Patterson went over backward very hard. Then he got up and walked across the ring, clutching his nose like a child who doesn't want to fight anymore. Johansson knocked Patterson down six more times before the referee stopped it. You've got to watch the big right hand, I said, so I'd crowd him, keep moving in close so he has no room to throw the right, work on his body for a few rounds. Pale, Dempsey said, I can see you know your boxing. Thanks, champ. Now I want you to get up. We'll take off our jackets, then show me how you'd crowd the Swede. Dempsey gestured, and a few busboys moved back tables, creating an open space, an informal boxing ring in the center of the restaurant. I've done it now, I thought. First I tell Jack Dempsey how to fight. Now I've got to spar with him. But he's always been a genial sort, at least to me. After all these years, he's probably harmless. I want you to crowd me, Dempsey said. And then I'm going to show you my old one, too. I looked at him. Quite suddenly, Dempsey was considering me with no geniality at all. His eyes were pitiless. It was as if he neither knew me nor cared who I was. The knuckles on his fist looked like an eagle's talons. As ordered, I moved in. The fastest left-hand punch I ever saw up close creased the right side of my face, etching a line along the jawbone. A right I never saw cracked into my midsection. I spun back and lowered my hands. Dempsey drove an even harder left along my jaw. One, two, I said. One, two, that's three. Keep your guard up at all times, Dempsey said in a cold, flat tone. Then it was over. He put his own hands down. The menace fled from his face. He patted my back. Pale, you deserve a drink. This is my place, so I'll be buying. For the next three hours, until the dinner customers came in, Dempsey told me stories from the saga, the epic poem of his life. The family left West Virginia for Colorado in the 1880s because there was supposed to be work there in the mines. As the dreams of riches died in the high country, Celia Dempsey converted to the Mormon church. Her son described himself as a Jack Mormon, a Mormon who had left the faith. He decided he wanted to be a heavyweight champion when he was 11 years old. After grade school, he found work in the mines and rounding up cattle. I was a miner and I was a cowboy, he said, but mostly I was a hobo. I fought wherever I could, in school halls, outside saloons, any place they were putting up a purse. I once walked 30 miles across the desert to a town called Goldfield in Nevada so I could fight for $20. I got beat a lot. I improved, but I remember the beatings I took. Once, I got beat so bad they had to take me out of the ring in a wheelbarrow. Later, some said I was a killer in the ring. They got that wrong. I killed nobody. But I took out other guys quick. That much is true. I got more one-round knockouts than anybody. Sixty knockouts in the first round. I beat a good heavyweight in New Orleans once in 14 seconds. I knocked out Fred Fulton 
six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds in nineteen seconds. How come? Not because I was a killer. Other way round. I was always afraid that I'd be the one who was killed. Get him quick and you live to fight another day. After a while, Dempsey turned contemplative. I had great writers covering me. Ring Lardner, Grantland Rice, Haywood Broom. I was lucky they came along the same time I did. I got to star in three movies, and in a regular serial they showed the kids on Saturday afternoons. Daredevil Jack. All this while I was champion. I even acted, if you can call it that, on Broadway. David Belasco directed me in a play, The Big Fight. I got more out of being heavyweight champion than any man who ever lived. I knew some presidents and beautiful women and bank presidents who would have rung the burglar alarm if I had walked in.